Hi, this is Annie O'Brien from LongfordPsychotherapyandCounseling.com. So I'm a psychotherapist counsellor and I'm also a qualified hypnotherapist, although I rarely actually use hypnotherapy in my practice. However, I do get asked for it a lot. So today I'm going to just discuss hypnosis and really outline the facts and the fiction. So there are so many myths in popular culture and society that create beliefs that have absolutely no foundation in reality. Television and film portray hypnosis as something quite fantastical and really dramatic, whether it's positive or negative. So the simple truth is that what is termed the state of hypnosis is in fact the brain of the individual shifting from beta to an alternating alpha and theta frequency. That's not exactly exciting now, is it? So everyone experiences variations in brainwave states frequently throughout the day. It's nothing special. So beta is an alert state of consciousness. Alpha is a relaxed state. Theta is a deeply relaxed state. And delta is the state of sleep. So everyone is going in and out of trance all day, every day by themselves, automatically and organically as it is a completely natural state of being for humans. In essence, there is no such thing as hypnosis, as everything is hypnosis and nothing is hypnosis, as Heller wrote. The trance state can be cultivated in many ways, and not simply via heterohypnosis. The brain is an electrochemical organ, and we now know that neuroplasticity, which is the brain's ability to create new patterns of learning and growth, continues over an individual's lifetime. So hypnosis is a tool that enhances neuroplasticity. So tools like brainwave entrainment can also help this, meditation, driving, jogging, watching TV, dancing, yoga, mindfulness practices and many other activities can help manipulate our brain waves and this is measurable on an EEG. So what kind of myths are out there? So myth one is that the hypnotherapist is some powerful magical gifted individual who can miraculously cure you of whatever ails you. Fact no, anyone who has trained ethically in hypnotherapy will be the first to say that they are as human as you are. So, no, I am not all-powerful, nor is any other hypnotherapist. I don't have a magic wand, and no, I'm afraid I cannot perform an eternal sunshine of the spotless mind to make you forget that bad breakup and erase all your memory of your ex from your mind. Believe it or not, I have been asked for this. And obviously I've said, no, thank you. Um, it's not possible. Besides, hypnotherapy is not recommended for anyone going through the process of grieving. So it's really important that the process of grieving be allowed to actually evolve and allow an individual to process their grief uninterrupted. So also hypnotherapists cannot read your mind and they cannot make you do anything against your will, nor can they predict your future. So here's the really big secret. <laughs> All hypnosis is self-hypnosis and hypnotherapy will only give you what you want um, if you know it's within reason, if it's possible to achieve it. So if motivation and desire to change are present and you have a goal, 
you can use the tool of self-hypnotherapy or um, hypnotherapy to help you learn new ways of being and to unlearn old habitual patterns. So people unconsciously go in and out of trance every day. And with hypnotherapy, one chooses to enter a trance consciously with intention and for a purpose. So myth two, hypnotherapy will only work with people perceived as gullible and weak-willed or with those who are completely uninhibited. Fact, entering a conscious therapeutic trance state is all about concentration, heightened awareness of focus states and um, really a heightened state of awareness, generally speaking. So studies show that an individual's perceived intelligence is not a factor in determining hypnotizability. Every individual on the planet has the potential to enter a trance state. As I mentioned earlier on, it's completely normal. We're all doing it all day, every day. And every human goes in and out of trance states naturally and organically. So it's a part of being human. Anyone who wants to experience formal heterohypnosis, so that's hypnosis with the assistance of a therapist, can do so. And research shows that approximately somewhere between 17 to 30% of individuals are highly resistant to hypnotherapy by choice. So no one can ever be hypnotized against their will. So individuals who choose to volunteer and take part in stage shows are obviously extroverts who enjoy being the centre of attention and entertaining anyway. No one will ever change the personality under hypnosis. No one will ever do anything that they would not do while fully conscious. So myth three, while experiencing hypnosis, one is in a state of deep sleep or unconsciousness. Nope, fact. During a hypnotherapy session, an individual is fully conscious and aware of what's going on. Awareness and focus increase substantially. It's a learning state. And the individual, while feeling very relaxed and peaceful, becomes more focused as the mind becomes calm, meditative and decluttered of all the extraneous thoughts. The brain enters the alpha state, which is 8 to 15 hertz, and possibly theta, which is 4 to 7 hertz. And depending on how deep a trance one enters, this will vary from person to person as no two individuals are alike. Basically, it's a real dropping into a deep state of relaxation. So myth four, a person must enter a very deep trance state for change to occur. Uh, fact, no, that's false. The majority of hypnotic therapy takes place in a light to medium trance state as responsiveness to the therapist, awareness, focus, concentration and the capacity to absorb suggestion is really necessary. Myth 5. Hypnosis and hypnotherapy will create rapid change in one or two sessions. Fact? No. In certain cases, this is not true. However, for the vast majority of individuals, it takes a number of sessions, and the magic number is different for every person. So remember, these sessions can be self-hypnosis sessions. It doesn't have to be with a therapist. So it's a therapeutic process and lasting change using any modality therapeutically usually takes time. So repetition is key. So the magic number 
that has been talked about in some literatures is seven. So if you actually do a self-hypnosis session for yourself and you actually practice it seven times, usually at that stage you're going to see an effect, a change happen um, for you in your life. But again, it's different for every single person. So myth six, hypnosis is something that's done to you. Fact, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And it's my belief that oftentimes self-hypnosis is so much more powerful than any hypnosis that's performed um, you know, by a hypnotherapist. So myth seven, all hypnosis is the same. Fact, no old style generic one size fits all authoritarian directive hypnotherapy doesn't really work. So quality hypnotherapy is tailored to the individual's needs, personality, and based on solid psychological interventions grounded in empirical evidence, and it utilizes advanced communication patterns. So Ericksonian hypnotherapy is a really good example of really effective hypnotherapy for deep and profound lasting change. So myth eight, I will lose complete control fact, you can only enter hypnosis therapeutically if you are genuinely willing and want to engage in the therapy. You choose it out of desire and motivation. You actually gain control rather than lose control. So that's a brief outline of some of the myths um, around hypnosis. Hypnotherapy is not suitable for everyone. It's contraindicated where somebody has had an experience of abuse, any kind of abuse, physical, emotional, sexual, in their past. It's contraindicated for depressed individuals and it's contraindicated for individuals who suffer from epilepsy. So it's not suitable for everyone. And it's best, if choosing, um, to go for hypnotherapy to choose somebody who has a formal qualification in psychotherapy um, and is actually a psychotherapist first and foremost um, and then also or another a doctor or um, um, a psychiatrist, a psychologist um, as well as a psychotherapist. But hypnotherapy is not suitable for everyone and nor is it a panacea. It's not a cure-all. Thank you for listening. Bye.